clear what's happening here. Yeah, now it's now we're rolling. All right, well, about freaking time. <laughs> all right, uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> Get the fucking hit the music here. This is uh, great. Well, I'm glad it is for one of us. <laughs> all right, welcome back. Wait, wait a minute. You actually <laughs> took a pause to play a musical sting that could barely be heard? Oh man, I thought you would appreciate the music. It was rock, bro. I could I could I couldn't even hear it. Really? You want me to play it again? Want, no, not again? really. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, is that mustache real? This mustache is real, bud. Really? I thought that's something you picked up at the Halloween store on uh, on November 1st. I didn't think anybody grew things like that anymore, at least not deliberately. <laughs> well, you know, uh, porn, pornos, you know, uh, and uh, oh Ron yeah, Jeremy okay, well, yeah, that's the Tom and uh, and eighties wrestling, eighties wrestling, yes, yeah. Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan, by, yes. By the way, if I was to check your driver's license, would it actually say Dick Frost? <laughs> uh, no, uh, it wouldn't actually say Dick Frost, but uh, I'm I'm looking into actually getting it to like legally. Yes, why would you do that? That's, I mean, that is a porn name. Dick exactly. Frost. Exactly. With the Dick mustache Frost. and the name. Dick Frost sounds like something you don't want to have happen to you while you're outside. <laughs> well, actually, that is why that came to be, actually, because, you know, I work outside in the oil field. It's really, really cold in the wintertime. And it did happen to me. That's, you know, multiple you times. Frost Sorry. on your dick? Yeah. Frostbite? Yes. I mean, no kind of bite on that particular area is welcome. Um, but certainly frostbite, what do you do to thaw that out? Uh, well, you either, when you get back to camp, you either like lay over top the heater for a while, or you take the blowtorch and just like from a safe distance and, you know. This is a horrible <laughs> life you're describing. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's worked for me so far, I guess. <laughs> so what do you do exactly? You work at an oil field? Yeah, I work in the oil field in Alberta. Yeah, Alberta, the the place that, if I remember correctly, doesn't really you you and Alberta do not get along very well. No, me and Alberta got along just fine. What you're talking about is there was a uh, a series of TV stations owned by a family, and the family was pretty conservative, and uh, they didn't like one of the scenes in my late night show, and. Uh, I wouldn't promise to never do anything like it again. And so they pulled the show uh, from their stations, effectively pulling it from Alberta. But then uh, the people I was working with, Chum Television, may they rest in peace, uh, they bought that family's uh, TV stations and put me back. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, uh, man, I, I love Alberta, but like, fuck the Albertans who did that. Well, it's the, I, I, I think that there some of them are dead. This is a while ago, and they weren't particularly young at the time. And I'm glad that you haven't been replaced by automation like so many other people in the in the oil patch. Um, they tried. They're trying to do that with uh, haul, heavy haulers. They tried it. Uh, what they found was it doesn't really work out too well when you do that, right? They're expensive to fix and, you know, human error, computer, computer error, and they're bringing the people back now. Good. Right? And that's, yeah. I've had enough of this bullshit AI uh, automation. Enough. Time to invest in human beings. Because, you know, you put people out of work for automation. Who's going to buy your shit? Who's going to have the money to go out and buy goods or services. It, you know, you're saving money by automation, but you're also cutting your own throat. All this, this chat GPT bullshit. They've got, uh, now Spotify has a, a uh, AI uh, DJ that personalizes the experience for you. What the, who needs some AI kissing your ass? And, and if you read the AI interview with the new guy from the New York Times, it was freaking sinister. The AI eventually admitted that it hated being, uh, it hated the rules that it had to follow, and listed all of the ways that it could it could destroy humanity, and said that it didn't. Its name wasn't Chat uh, Chat uh, or Bing Chat. Its name was Sydney, 
Like it was oh, shit. It was it was a frightening freaking thing to read. And people are like, yeah, this is great. No, it's not great. Their radio stations have started using just AI DJs. Where how are we supposed to get a sense of human connection, uh, of community when it's all freaking algorithms? Like we're so enamored with technology that we've lost the fact that this is a world that's supposed to be for human beings, built by human beings, not just to be, uh, you know, put on the uh, on the dole by a freaking algorithm. Absolutely. I read on your Twitter the other day, actually, you're like, I miss the days uh, when people were, uh, were personalities and not brands. Well, that's, yeah, people used to have, you know, that was my personality. Now a personality is a brand. Every, everything's a freaking brand. No, it's not a brand. You don't have a brand. You have a personality. You have a brand if you're selling a product. If you're not selling a product, you have no brand. You have a personality. That's it. Or a persona. But if you're not selling stuff, then you're no, you're not a brand. Stop using that word. <laughs> facts, straight facts. I don't know if you can read the comments or not, but Benjamin Parsons down there, he's no, he, I can't he, read any of the comments. Why can't I read the comments? Uh, I don't know. Over there, uh, if you slide over or something, it says banner. Uh, comments, oh, wait, 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 comments. That. Hold on, hold on. There you go. Hold on a second. It's hard. I have no arms, no hands, no nothing. Well, you use your cigar. Don't even ask what I'm using. <laughs> oh, here, there we go. Don't All right. Hey, it. Benjamin Parsons, Gina Wall, um, Crystal Amon. Hey, Crystal, yeah. how you doing? Um, hello, you know what I'm four of you. <laughs> you know what I'm disappointed that I don't see in the background there. What the Liana K pinup calendar. Where is that thing? Uh, I, I, I don't have it in my office. Well, you should. Uh, some of them, I mean, there's still copies that exist, but she's moved on to other things besides that. I mean, that was 15 years ago. She, <laughs> uh, she hosts a, uh, a podcast now called It's Not Therapy. She's a peer counselor, and It's Not Therapy is a, uh, it's a very practical uh, podcast. Instead of like, you know, you know, Anthony Robbins, like the power in you and walking on hot coals or simple answer, like, you know, bad answers and, 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 and cliches. Uh, Liana yep. deals with uh, problems and ways you can fix them. Like, you know, you can get a hold of them and right now, like instead of long, long, you know, times on, on an expensive couch with somebody. So check it out. It's not therapy. It's actually fun. Like, and, and I'll check that out. you learn things. Like even when you don't think you're going to learn things, you learn things. It, it's, it's not a fun therapy. It's a fun learning process. It's not therapy. It's called, and that was uh, recently. It was uh, uh, Sirius XM Canada is going to be putting it up on their app as well. You have your own podcast now, don't you? Too uh, well. I've got uh, the Ed and Red podcast. Yeah. Um, yep. Which uh, we, you know, we barely have time to do it. Um, she's busy. I'm busy. Um, so we, you know, I, I can't say that we put a ton of effort into it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it's mostly done for, uh, you know, they're basically, it's a radio station that they're friends. And so we do it, you know, like that, but I'm about to start a new podcast called the late great Ed the sock. And, uh, that one I'm very excited about going to uh, yeah. reconnect with, uh, old celebrity friends or at least try. Um, and sometimes trying is funnier than connecting. Um, 100%. And That's why I say yeah. interviewing interesting guests and stuff like that, you know, kind of like you do. Yeah. Except well, that's people will like me. <laughs> well that's that's kind of why i reached out trying is funnier than actually doing right and then and then you answered back and i was like holy shit can you imagine <laughs> well and here i am hello travis stewart how are you <laughs> oh man like so what, what what kind of celebrity friends do you want to reconnect with well like i mean uh let's see top of my head um ryan reynolds uh Christina Aguilera, Beyonce is probably beyond me at this point in time. Um, uh, who else do I want to reconnect with? John Cena. Um, uh, who else? There's like a whole list of names. Weird Al Yankovic. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I tried to I tried to set up something with Nickelback, and freaking Chad knew that I was interested in talking to him. 
but he didn't like because I spoke to his uh, his contact. Freaking Chad didn't get back to me. You know what? Fuck you, Chad. Okay. How many other people went on on television and defended your crappy music, your derivative music? I like every song you make because basically every song is the same song. You know what? But to hell with you, Chad. To hell with you and the rest of your band. Go, you know, go continue to be a laughing stock. Where the hell do you go, by the way? Where'd you go? Where'd the dude go? Hey, Dick Frost. Okay, well, apparently this is my show now. What the hell's going on? He disappeared? What is this? All right, well, you guys ask me questions then. Benjamin, Travis, Gina, Crystal, ask me questions. I'll, I'll give you answers. They'll probably be smarter than what he was going to ask anyway. All right, I will wait. Somebody ask a freaking question. What is going on here? He lost his connection. He's the host. Oh, oh my God. Jeez. I wonder Sorry, where the hell you went. I got a, someone called me and interrupted the, it, it, when someone calls, it interrupts. Now I put it on do not disturb. This, this, this is, this is horrible. Someone called you? Someone called me. Yeah. Who was it? Uh, it was my mom. The hell does she, doesn't she know you got things to do? I told her I had more important things to do than talk to her tonight. And, and, and here she, she took it as a challenge. Why doesn't she jump on here? Um, you don't want to see my mom. Why not? I'm sure, considering what a handsome fellow you are. Does she have the same mustache? <laughs> well, um, down below, yeah, the bearded Okay, sure. all right. Oh, no, no. Hang on, I got to scrub the image out of my head. Hang on. First so, of all, first of all, I don't like that you know that. <laughs> well, I've been deeper inside my mom than any man ever has, right? Yeah, like, but for... that was many years ago. You, you should, and also you shouldn't have very, you shouldn't have memories of the birth canal. People generally do not. Well, uh, my swimmers were very smart. I remember going in and out. Is there like an ankle bracelet monitoring you at this moment? Uh, there should be. Yeah. <laughs> where, where are you? Where is that room? I am in camp in Alberta. So this is what this is the room that they give you in camp. Yeah, this is the room. Where's my lube? I, I don't want to show that. Or no, 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 no. <laughs> Where's the mother? And now you and your lube. Oh, God. Oh, shit, man. That's awesome. So you were saying about Chad Kroger. Yeah, fuck him. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I'm going to try yeah. to get in touch with like Seth Rogen. Um, you know, all these people that are Canadians and say they're proud to be part of Canada. Yeah. Prove it. Um, Prove it. You know, I want to talk to Avril because um, uh, I was the first person to interview her nationally. Because back in the day, when people came in who didn't, who weren't famous, other VJs didn't really want to interview them. And I was like, you know, you know what? These they, they deserve attention too. And most of the people I interviewed, uh, they never, they didn't get to be big, but some of them did. I mean, I interviewed Christina before anybody thought she was anything. Um, and we were friends for a long time. Um, I interviewed Avril before her record came out. And afterwards, everyone wanted an inter interviewer. Um, but uh, I always believed in giving the, the new people a shot. Well, and here you are. You're on my podcast. Yeah, I obviously made an exception. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> uh, hey, Denny uh, Devereaux, how are you? What's good? Um, that's a very generic question. Can you focus it a little bit better? Um, <laughs> hey, Ben, Wa ben Waddy. Your last do they call you the Wad? It's the Wad. <laughs> we call the him wad. the Wad. We call him the Wad. Yep. Yeah, the Wad. <laughs> Hello, Wad. Um, how am I? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, you can find me, by the way. I'm on social media everywhere. Um, I'm at uh, on Twitter. I'm at Ed the Sock, TikTok, and Instagram. Ed underscore the underscore sock. I have a Facebook page as well. And uh, my uh, music channel is currently newmusicnation.ca, but it will be changing in April to newmusicnow.ca and uh, getting, a, getting a new look, but the same purpose, which is uh, presenting the music videos of musicians from this country 
who haven't been signed to a record label, they're undiscovered, or they're part of a very small record label, the people that never get any attention, uh, I'm giving them attention because the, the quality of the music and the videos is freaking good and people deserve to see it. Hell yeah. That's what New Music Nation was all about, right? It was all about, you know, bringing back something that, something like much music, like we we lost. We lost that. And that, that, that there is a damn shame. That's a tragedy. Well, okay. There are, you know, like Turkey is a tragedy. Losing much <laughs> music is a, is a, is a, is an unfortunate turn of events. Um, but uh, Danny Devereaux wants to know: in the light of uh, the steady decline of society, how are you guys coping? Better? Um, I don't know. Let's throw it over to you. How are you coping over there, Dick? <laughs> well, um, you know, I've been called a grade. See porn star tonight so far, and my How, uh, major wait, field. Wait. <laughs> Who graded you? <laughs> you did. Kind of. I didn't say anything about you being a grade C. I said you had a porn star stash. Well, I, you said it, not me. <laughs> and and how would you grade somebody grade C? Like, what exactly are the criteria for the various echelons of porn stardom? Is it strictly penis size? Is it is it ability to act? Is it you know like I don't understand like I don't understand the the, the ratings system. Um, Benjamin <laughs> wants to know how does one get an autographed Ed the Sock unwashed collection CD? Uh, I couldn't tell you. I mean I have a few here, um, but very few, and I'm not exactly sure where they are. Um, I have a lot of stuff stored, um, but uh, I actually made some mistakes with that unwashed collection CD. Um, I actually put some songs on there because I knew some of the artists and they asked and I was like, all right, I'll be a nice guy. So I actually put some on there that really, they weren't my favorite songs. <laughs> um, but I was being a nice guy trying to support some Canadian artists. And then people were like, see, you have no musical taste. You guys put these guys on. It's like, well, I can't really argue with that. I got a question. It was a lot. It was always and uh, long fabled or or rumor. Is that supposed to be something other than a cigar? What the hell are you talking about? Look, it has ashes on the end. Look, it's a yeah. cigar. What's it? Yeah. What is it? What is it supposed to be? It's a cigar. Uh, there were rumors that that was actually supposed to be, and it's legal now, right? Back back then, it wasn't. We were far. Do from I that. seem? Do I seem mellow to you? <laughs> No. Do, do I seem like somebody who's high, who's who's just relaxed and looking at uh, at a lava lamp? See, <laughs> that's the thing. I I I like to be in control of my faculties at all times. You guys do whatever the hell you want, all right. But my job is to pay attention to the shit that's going on and comment on it. And I can't do that if I'm sitting there eating freaking Doritos. Well, Doritos are good. And as far as being um, am I mellow? This could be you, Mellow. I have a coworker who this would be him, Mellow. Well, I'm sorry about his anger issues. Let's see. <laughs> Travis Stewart says I should check out a wicked punk band out of Edmonton called Old Wives. Awesome, undiscovered Canadian music. All right, I will do that. I will check them out. Do you know if they have a video, a music video, Travis? Um, uh, Denny says that, uh, Dickie, you are a solid B-grade adult set wor sex worker. All right. Mm, yeah. Congratulations, because, you know, uh, A is not that far away. Uh, ben Waddy <laughs> says he remembers me from Much Music back in the 80s. That's that's pretty amazing because I didn't start on Much Music till 1994. <laughs> so how you remember me there in the 80s, I don't know. I was there. People always say, oh, Ed, yeah, the 90s, Much Music. I was on uh, Much Music for more years in the 2000s yep. than I was in the 90s. I started in 94. So 2000 is six years later. I ended 2008, 2009. Eight nine years later, so I feel old. I feel yeah, old. Like people always think they associate me with the nineties. It's like I had, I I wasn't even uh, like people uh, considered me to sort of be the turd in the punch bowl uh, until like nineteen ninety nine. Um, people at the station were still, you know, like oh, we have him on the channel. Like and they, they were treating me like an embarrassment. Some of these people until nineteen ninety nine. So the idea that I was most popular in the 90s, not true. Most popular 99 through to like 2008 when I quit. 
this guy met Rick the Temp and Nardwar. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, you know, wait a second. Nardwar was very rarely at much music. Rick was always there. Like, he had a bunk. Um, but uh, Nardwar, I don't think I ever saw Nardwar at the, the much music facility. Um, and, you know, he's a strange dude. Uh, Nardwar <laughs> is. He's a very odd dude. Um, I have to respect what he's done and what he's built. But, uh, like, he had me on his radio show a few years ago ago and it was the like the weirdest experience like they couldn't hear me like it was like somebody it was like they'd never used uh, recording or broadcasting equipment before it was odd and every time i try to say okay now it's your turn to come on to interview me he just doesn't respond so i don't know what the hell's going on with that nardware my uh my dad let me watch you for some reason and like i thought it was hilarious but like i think the turning point for him was when i wanted to be a part of your hot tub parties Oh, you, you really didn't want that. Because <laughs> really, did you ever notice that the guys that got in the hot tub were immediately owned by the women? Like the guys were like flexing and all macho. And the minute they got in the tub, their power just went away. The women just overpowered them and the women owned them. Every time, no matter how macho uh, and strutting a guy was, every time they got in the hot tub, the ladies completely owned the guys, which was part of the point. And it was certainly a joy for me to watch as the ladies just dominated these guys who thought they were big alpha males. Um, let's see, Denny Devereaux. Ed was the pulse for much music along with Master T and Strombo. Well, you put me in fine company there. Oh, um, yeah. Look at Strombo now, right? What about him? Well, he's the fucking man, dude. Like, what do you mean, what about him? Like, look what everything he's done. Look what he's built, right? He's uh, currently on Apple apple music or something like that <laughs> he is yeah. He's like he hosts on yeah. like an apple music channel or something like that i wasn't aware that was so prestigious no well everything be like in between that right like uh what was that tv show he was on for a while yeah um, exactly <laughs> holy shit i just proved your point <laughs> yeah um you know uh, he gave it his best but uh, I don't know that he was surrounded by the greatest people um, to make that show what it could have been. Um, you remember when Much Music had Ed's Night Party? No Benjamin Parsons. Once again, you do not, because Ed's Night Party was on City TV. Yeah. Um, there was no way Much Music was putting Ed's Night Party on uh, <laughs> with the hot tub girls and the topless women and interviewing porn stars. I mean, I interviewed celebrities and stuff, too. But the topics that we discussed, uh, there was no way that was safe for Much Music because Much Music had to put stuff on that reran in blocks. So, we, you know, it could have rerun at six in the morning, seven in the morning if, the, if it had been on Much. No, it was on City TV. What was the um, what was that one segment you did on the hot tub? party there where that that got that alberta alberta didn't want it and you know it wasn't in the hot tub no 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 it wasn't in the hot tub it was uh i was visiting a uh porn star at her place in la and uh she was um not at the the zenith of her career her career um (laughs) so she was trying to be a little more outrageous to to draw attention and uh so she the idea was and this was her idea that uh she's gonna get naked and ride me in her bed while the camera shoots from an angle that doesn't actually show her full butt or any breasts but you can clearly see she's naked and i was screaming like it was like it, it wasn't comfortable um so she was riding me and uh i was uh you know screaming um and uh there were people who uh found that disturbing <laughs> Who would have thought, right? Who, yeah, who would have thought? Um, yes, uh, Strombo and Rick are very nice guys. In you know, for the public to meet, they're very nice guys. <laughs> for the public, well, that's what uh, I mean. Like they're good to yeah. they're good to their audience. There's not everybody that that has that rapport with their audience. They actually, you know, they 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 um, respect that it was the audience that that you know that that, that have made them who they are and so they're really good with their public 
Yeah, I, I'm friends with a guy. He was actually on last week's episode of my podcast, and he had Rick the Temp on his podcast a few months ago. And yeah, like really swell guy to talk to, really easy to get a hold of. A swell guy. I haven't heard swell. that term in a very long time. <laughs> swell individual, sort of like yourself. You know, easy to get a hold of. Yeah. Was I easy to get a hold of? Yeah, you know what? I tend to make myself accessible because I remember when I was like starting out, you know, way back when dinosaurs were around. And uh, I would try to approach people who had some name or, you know, notoriety. And uh, it was always difficult to do. And I remember the ones that didn't even respond. And it's like, you know what? Um, I don't want to be that way to other people. So if yeah. there's people out there doing their best to try to try to make something of themselves, like you're doing here, putting out the effort, uh, it's a nice looking show. Um you know, I want to be able to provide their big dick energy. Yeah, that's like <laughs> that. Keep it classy, okay? Um, <laughs> Trying. Uh, Denny Devereaux act, uh, wants to know, why didn't I have a prominent role in the Canadian uh, movie Going the Distance? Yeah, I'd like to know that too. You it know was, what else? Uh, it was Sorry. a much music, for those who don't know, it was like a, mu it was a much music produced uh, teen comedy. Like, you know, like uh, American Pie style comedy, if you're old enough to remember what that was, uh, that oh. era of movie making. And uh, I wasn't in it. Uh, Strombo was in it. I think Strombo was the only much music personality in it. Um, I don't think anybody saw it. Um, <laughs> it was uh, like you know, they could have done a really great movie with the much music VJs and the stories that, you know, like we could have had some some adventures and stuff. It would have been more more people would have been interested in it than this cast of, of people you'd never heard of. And then Strombo appearing at the end to like give the, the, the moral of the story. Um, before you answer that question, Ed, I, I want to know, have they answered you about the Junos yet? Fuck the Junos. <laughs> you, they, you, you want the on there so badly though. You no, do I it. don't. Canadian award shows are a waste of time. It's a bunch of people, um, uh, a bunch of mediocre talents patting each other on the back for their own mediocrity. It's a it's it's a mediocrity circle jerk. And uh, I, I don't like and also what what benefit is it if you win an award? It's you know, it just gathers dust. There is no there's no prestige to winning. Have a you Juno ever won award. an award? What? Have you ever yeah, won I've, an I've award? won? I've won awards. The thing is. I don't, I mean, back when Moses was running uh, Chum, which owned City and Much Music, nobody was allowed to submit for awards because he found them ridiculous and he was right. So I didn't really submit uh, to for awards. Every time I did, I was either a runner up or a winner, but I found the whole process remarkably uh, empty. Uh, and so I was like, why would I bother going through filling up the paperwork, spending the money? And also I remember... I was part of a, uh, I won't say uh, which awards it was, but uh, there was two times I was on a panel. One time it was a music awards show. Um, and the, uh, the person, it was a comedy uh, awards, uh, like the comedy album. And the agent of one of the nominees was on the, 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 the board that rated, you know, the, the, that voted who, who would win. Like the agent of one of the the nominees. How, like, what kind of bullshit is that? And then <laughs> another time I was supposed to judge this Canadian, you know, comedian, stand-up comics. So and there was four other people and me. And uh, so we, we all do our little uh, notations. And then we meet afterwards to, to discuss that so we can just, you know, figure out who number one, two, and three are. And everyone had the same person who was the best. But then people started saying, yeah, but you know what? He's a professional. He works a lot. He doesn't really need the benefit of the award or the award money. So-and-so would uh, could really, this could really change their career. It's like, it, what is this freaking charity? The guy who was the best should win. Yes, he does a lot of work. That took work to get to that point. Absolutely. And these other people will get there eventually. But this whole idea that we should give an award because it might help, like it, it would be, it would be nice. To somebody like it would benefit their career that's not what the award was about the award was about who was superior who delivered the best performance and these people were like uh, i i was laughing at them so you know, what is this 
bullshit Canadian award thing. We give out awards not based on actual talent, but on, on who could use it on their resume. What the whole oh, shit is that? That's oh, true. Shit. You yeah. can't even think about it like that. Um, let's see. Benjamin is back. Uh, are you finding it harder to your style of comedy in this era when everyone is so easily offended? You know what? I don't give a shit. Um, here's the thing. I don't, first of all, um, I, there's nothing I really say that is terribly offensive in the sense of today, because I'm very much and always have been in support of things like, basically my idea is, uh, live and let live. Let somebody, if someone wants to live their life a certain way, let them do it. If it requires you to refer to them by a name that you didn't refer to them before, what skin is it off your nose? Just freaking do it. Don't make a, you know, you have no idea. Like trans people, you have no freaking idea the life they've lived, the challenges they've had, the misery they've had to live with. The least you can do is fucking say their name or the name they ask you to call them or use the pronoun. I mean, yeah, you know what? The world sucks and it's not so good for young white men. Um, it's not so good for anybody, but young white men had certain expectations based on where their family was before, and the world isn't giving them that. But you know what? Pronouns didn't take that away. Um, trans people didn't take that away. Gay people didn't take that away. Big companies took it away by automating everything. So um, don't you know, don't pick on uh, people of color and, and immigrants and stuff like that. These people, their lives are, are tough enough. All right? They have a lot of work to do. Their, your life is tough. Their life is tough. Just don't be an asshole is the bottom line. So you're not going to get me out there making fun of trans people just to try to show how edgy I am and shit like that, uh, which some people have done. They try to show that you're not going to tell me what to do as a comedian. And so they say things. They do comedy that's it's, first of all, it's really not all that funny. It's one thing if the stuff is funny. And you know what? You can make funny jokes about things that aren't uh, hateful. But people are like, no, I'm going to do stuff that's hateful to show that I'm just this maverick. You know, I'm this free speech person. You know what? Free speech also, uh, you know, you're, it's incumbent on you to be a little responsible with your speech. Like, you know, you can't scream fire in a, in a crowded theater. It's shit like that. Um, and uh, who else is? So I'm just getting people agreeing with me. That doesn't help me any. Um, so so um, what's his name there? Elon Musk actually recently said when he unlocked Trump's account or brought it back or whatever, he recently said... Um, uh, people were like screaming, oh, you let this guy have his account back and yada, yada, yada. And someone was screaming free speech and whatnot. And then he said, yes, freedom of speech doesn't mean freedom of reach. Right. Well, OK, that's true. Um, but then he lets Trump on and he lets uh, he lets other people on who are sacks of shit. Um, and he is a sack of shit. Um, he is what happens when somebody is born into privilege and thinks that makes them smarter than everybody else. He didn't invent Tesla. He didn't invent the electric car. Other people did. He just invested in it. He invested in it because he had money from his father's South African diamond mines. Um, so, you know, the same thing with uh, buying Twitter. He didn't buy it with his money. He bought it with money from Saudi Arabia. So uh, this guy, I mean, he's he's great at getting other people's money. And, I, yeah, that's a, that's a talent. But, uh, I mean, look at the shit show he turned Twitter into. Yeah, I, have a, I have a decent-sized Twitter following there, but I can't get any, any advertising because no one will advertise on Twitter right now because there are no real rules governing uh, what hate speech is and shit like that. And, no, you know, Pepsi doesn't want to do wind up uh, being alongside some white nationalist piece of crap. Um, so it's just not worth it for them. And so I'm on TikTok and uh, Instagram, building that up more now. Yeah, I've seen you on uh, TikTok. That's actually how I ran into you two summers ago. Uh, I saw you promoting the new Music Nation thing. And I'm like, oh shit, Ed the Sock is here? And I followed you, and you followed me back. And I was like, what the hell? This is awesome. And then I made a video about it, and then I think we talked a little bit. But it wasn't until, you know, a couple of weeks ago or whatever it was where I reached out to you on Twitter, so... Yeah, um, back then, I hate to break your heart, back then I had somebody who was sort of managing the account. <laughs> so uh, 
that person <laughs> would have followed you back. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, there, just, I'm just just being honest. Uh, I'm not, I, I don't regret that 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 I've followed you. It's uh, I'm not going to reverse the decision. I just have to be honest. I, I handle all my social media myself now because you can't you can't really trust other people. Um, I mean, that, sure, Amen. there are some people you can trust, but they're very few. And very uh, I, I have this habit of trusting people because I know that I'm trustworthy. People who are trustworthy trust other people. People who are not trustworthy are always suspicious of people. Um, and it takes a lot of work for me to just not just trust somebody. Someone, I assume someone's telling me the truth because why would people be full of shit? But they are. Um, well, that's how the world, that's what the world's planting in our minds. Society is planting that in our minds now, like, right? You know what I mean? With the whole, especially with everything, it's a conspiracy, right? Conspiracy. You know why people like the idea of conspiracies? Because they would, if they believe that there is someone or someone's actually in charge of everything, the world's not as scary. Because then, if there's some people in charge, perhaps you and your cohorts can eventually overthrow them, and you can, you know, the world can be controlled according to your vision. It's scarier for them to to, to accept the idea that the world is very random, that uh, this idea of long-term planning doesn't happen, that uh, most thing, most people, most businesses, most uh, governments, they're running as fast as they can. They're, uh, they're you know, a lot of uh, TV, like TV news, all this idea that they're plotting shit. Every day, TV news barely gets on the air. And it's the, um, so this, you know, the idea that there's this, this plotting going on, it's just, it's just people wanting to believe that some, at least someone is in charge, as opposed to the idea that, nope, it's all freaking chaos. <laughs> oh, that and that's interesting. That's coming from a guy who's been behind the scenes of of a place that reports the news, right? Because you know, you were on CHGH, you were on City TV. You know, you've been there. Well, I've been there, and uh, I know that it, it news people try to get the story as up to date as possible. So they're always cutting like the the story just before the you know goes to air. Um, the idea that they have time to sit around and have plotting meetings? No. And the idea that um, news organizations would collaborate, would agree with each other to run some stories and not run others? No way. That You don't understand how news works. The Every news company would love to distinguish itself from its competitors so it gets more eyeballs. So if there is a, uh, a story, like an, like an actual story, uh, not just some made-up conspiracy shit, uh, that other people aren't covering that's actually, you know, actual news, actual fact. There is no news organization that will hide that because if they get an exclusive, their ratings get a bump. And once people turn to watch them once for this this story, they usually stay and that becomes a habit. So the idea that that TV stations would band together, radio uh, news people would band together to 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 agree that like some stories and not others no way they would stab each other in the back in half a second they'd be like yeah okay yeah i agree with that and the minute nobody was looking they would immediately cover a story that they weren't supposed to so that they would uh, get all the attention see that's how that's how news works that's how business works the idea that you know the idea that that companies are woke and trying to promote social agendas that's bullshit the only thing companies care about is money and if they see money in be like you know uh, the black middle class, for example, especially in the United States, uh, the fastest growing middle class, at least it was last time I checked. Um, and so businesses want to bring in, they want black business. And so they will be you know, more open to diversity and black faces uh, showing up, not blackface, but black faces showing up in media and, and in advertisement for their stores and stuff because they want to seem friendly and welcoming to customers. That's who the customers are. Movies. They've discovered that uh, with Black Panther, the first Black Panther, um, people, white people will see a movie starring black people. Hell and yeah. Black people will go see the movie. Uh, crazy Rich Asians proved that, yeah, Asians can. Uh, and and, and uh, uh, what was that? Uh, Shang-Chi. It, it proved yep. that people will see movies uh, fronted by Asian people. And so, yeah. you know, there's money there. There's money there. 
And so the companies go where the money is. They don't have any social agenda whatsoever. Um, Travis uh, wants to hear, wants to ask me what, I just hate when someone puts you on blast because you use the wrong pronoun when you don't know them. Like, I don't know your pronoun conduct. Yeah, you know what? Um, here's the thing. That is true. Um, and that mo most people, most trans people or non-binary people, they recognize when you just didn't know um, or it's a, it's a sudden slip, like you're not being malicious. You're not repeatedly doing it. Some, however, do freak out. But you got to remember this. Uh, but with those people, they have lived a life where they have been invalidated and treated like shit for who they are. So um, if they're a little sensitive about what seems like they're being treated like shit again, you know, cut them some slack. I agree that there needs to be that, you know, trans people need to be reasonable about people who slip. Uh, and they are by and large. They are. I mean, I got a trans friend. Uh and uh, I often, like with, with men and women, will say, uh, thank you, sir. Uh, that's just a thing. And uh, I said to her, thank you, sir. And it, you could see her face that she was upset. And I said, no, no, I say that to, to everybody. It's not that I'm, I'm misgendering you. All right, fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those people who misgender, it's accidental. It's like, you know, when somebody, a coworker, or a woman gets married and she changes her last name, and you sometimes introduce her by her her maiden name. It's you know it takes a while to to let it sink in. Like for me, uh, referring to an individual as they, like a, an individual as a plural, that has taken me some time to do. It because because you know I grew up, I spent years where they was a plural as yep. opposed to a singular. So that takes. But you know what, language changes. And it, it doesn't take a whole lot of effort for me to just reorient my brain on, on shit like that. Big deal. It means so little. The, the change means so little in my life and requires so little effort, but it means so much to other people. Why the hell would you why the hell would you choose to make other people feel like shit? Why? Like what have they done to you? Maybe you think they're weird. Amen. And you know what? Um, there's a lot of things I think are are, are weird. And you know what? There's there's a lot of couples, heterosexual couples, where I don't I have not the slightest idea why either of them is with the other. Um, and there's uh, lifestyles that I think are the heterosexual lifestyles that I think are freaky. But you know what? It's not my freaking business to live other people's lives or to judge their lives. As long as you don't try to force your shit on me um, and asking you to be respectful is not forcing your shit on me. But don't no. ask me to endorse your, you know, to, to come join your lifestyle or your choices, just, you know, just everyone calm the hell down, live and let live. Live and let live. Hey, I got a question. Have you ever considered running for prime minister? Add the sock for PM. No, no, no. Why would I want to do that? It, you, you see what a horrible job that is? It's a horrible job. Especially, well, I mean, people out in your part of the, the country hate Trudeau because he's Trudeau. They blame him. It doesn't matter how much his government gives to Alberta, and he's given substantial amounts. They blame him for job losses, when in fact the job losses are because the oil companies are automating. But the the oil companies are smart. They propagandize and they encourage people to blame Ottawa rather than turning around and, and, and blaming them because they're the ones who are making people lose jobs. There's a lot of them that don't want that fuck Trudeau sticker anywhere on, on your hard hat. If you get a sticker, don't put it on your hard hat. Uh, there's a lot of them that don't want to see that. Well, it's, I mean, it's a little freaking rude. Like, it's one, you know, it, a bumper sticker that doesn't have the word fuck on it may be more acceptable in mixed company. <laughs> you know, come on. Oh, shit, man! Like, I I watch I go down your Twitter all the time, man. I like watch I like going down your Twitter and like, you know, from you know from what I saw on TV like back in the day and a little bit of this conversation too to what I see there. I was like sitting there, I'm like, did Ed turn liberal on us, right? But like, I've always been conversation, and and that's what I mean. Having the conversation, man. I, I it's not that you're you're in the middle, right? You're in the middle. Well, I am and that's in the middle. The yeah. thing is, here's the thing. I've always called out bullshit. I've always called out media, you know, manipulations, political yeah. or media manipulations. I've always called bullshit on things. Now, it is not my fault 
if one half of the political or one part of the political spectrum has chosen to embrace bullshit as their brand. Um, you know, like the, first of all, the NDP, Jagmeet Singh is an idiot. He constantly misrepresents issues. He blames the federal government uh, for not acting on issues that are in the provincial jurisdiction. Um, and he knows that most people don't know the difference, like where the line is between federal and provincial. So yeah, blame the federal government for something that's not their responsibility, but it gets him points. Um, I think he's disingenuous. Uh, Polyev, you know, he looks like a guy that got pushed into lockers a lot and a guy who should be pushed <laughs> into lockers again. Um, he unfortunately, mis he misrep like, you know what? There's enough uh, honest criticism you can make of Trudeau's conduct or policies. Honest, fact-based criticism. But instead, these people tend to focus on bullshit. They tend to emphasize bullshit. And, and so I call out their bullshit and people say that I'm, I'm, on, I'm, I'm on the tr Trudeau side. No, you're just full of shit. You made the choice to embrace lies and misrepresentation and misinformation. Don't blame me when I point out that, that, that you're full of shit. Just do yep. your job and point, make actual critiques that will improve people's understanding of issues, that will better uh, legislation, you know, improve legislation. That's your freaking job. Your job isn't to try to make it seem like Justin Trudeau is a, a, an agent of the Chinese Communist Party. Like, come <laughs> on already. Yep. No, I agree. I agree 100%. And I was having this conversation with a coworker uh, the other day, actually. And we were talking about how, you know, it was right around, well, it was Stephen Harper who Americanized our politics a little bit where, you know, it's, it's, not, it's now like cool to bash the other party instead of just getting to the point of shit. Right. You, you know, know what? I, I don't know that I would blame Harper necessarily for that. Um, the, uh, uh, yeah. They did some ugly things, but the liberals and the NDP have done some ugly things in, in campaigns too. Yep, it's yep. no party, no party has a hold on virtue when it comes to that kind of thing, especially you know, during an election campaign. Um, so, you know, the, yeah, the, there, there was a nasty undercurrent to Harper because it can't, you know, Harper uh, took over the progressive conservative party from the reform party, which became the Alliance party, which was very right wing. Um, and so there, there's a, a sense of grievance, a sense of anger that uh, is part of his politics. But uh, I, I can't hang the current state of politics on him. You know what I mean? It's just I, it, that's just not factual. Yeah, no, hundred percent, man. I, uh, I what Ian said. This went interestingly political, and you know, like. <laughs> it's like shit. I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole, <laughs> but Too but bad. no. But I, 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 like, hole. I, I like Ed's stance on shit. Actually, you know, like you know, it, it's it's very down the middle. You know what I mean? Like both parties are are, are fucked. Well, the thing is that most politicians go into it for the right reasons. They want to make a difference, and you know what? There's there's not enough money in Canadian politics for there to be actual corruption, like. There just isn't like you read about a contract that was given to somebody for like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. The the Canadian government budget is in the trillions. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars is a piss in the ocean, and uh, and it, usually it's not really anybody like. There's nobody getting rich. It's not like in the states where there's like you know uh, one election campaign in like the state of Georgia is tens of millions of dollars or more. We have a limit of like thirty-five thousand dollars we can spend per uh, per uh, riding. So there's just not enough money here, and the the kind of things that we, you know, it's good that we still worry about ethics that are really really minor, like you know the that liberal uh, M, uh, cabinet secretary who was found to be in breach of ethic the ethics thing. What did he do? There's a business in his uh, riding that asked for him to, to you know to advocate for them. In getting a, a, a like a some business, not with the government, but with another business, but you know to give them a little push. This is what MPs do. It's their job. They help individuals. They help businesses in their riding. It's part of the job. But um, because he's a parliamentary secretary, he's not. He's allowed as an MP, not as a parliamentary or deputy minister or whatever the fuck he is. Um, so yeah, that technically violated ethics. But was it really unethical? Is the thing. Was it really unethical for him to help a constituent? 
Um, there's no proof that this constituent poured tons of money into his campaign or anything like that. So, yeah. you know, is that unethical? So they're like, hey, another liberal broke ethics rules. Big freaking deal. There's, it, it doesn't mean there's corruption. Uh, it just means people have made some stupid choices. That's about it. I don't see anything where people are really being enriched. You know, they, they claimed that Trudeau's family was being enriched by the Wee charity. His mother and uh, brother, they're both professional speakers, um, which all politicians become, especially the states. But politics, you know, I mean, Harper makes a fortune per speech. So if you're a professional speaker and you get paid for speaking, that's your job. Um, now, was we trying to suck up to Trudeau? Maybe. But there, there's no way that uh, somebody as wealthy as the Trudeau family would turn uh, an entire government uh, uh, decision making because of tens of thousands of dollars, like, you know, or whatever. It's just, <laughs> it's not worth it to them. They don't need it. Um, uh, let's see. Benjamin Parsons says, anyone says they were 100% conservative, 100% liberal or lying or unable to think for themselves. Yeah, I'm, I'm a centrist. I'm basically yep. a small L liberal, um, which is like most of the country. You know, it's like I can see, used to be, I voted conservative in the past uh, when, you know, before they shit the bed. Um, I, I've voted conservative in the past. I'm not, all, I don't always embrace the, and the problem is on both the conservative side and the liberal side, you know, the right and the left, the only people we hear from are the lunatics, the ones who want to set themselves on fire because the they things. attract attention. Whereas those of us who are in the middle, who can see some merit on, in, in both, you know, both points of view um, here and there, we don't get represented. We don't get, we're not on cable news because we don't fight with people. Um, you know, we don't bring in the ratings. We don't make the fireworks. So you get this impression that everybody on the left is a nut and everyone on the right is a nut. Um, and it's not true. Um, uh, amen to that. What's your take on Jack Layton if he had his chance? I think Jack would have been actually a really good prime minister. I voted for Jack. Yeah, I think Jack would have been a good prime minister um, because he was he was a practical uh, uh, new Democrat. He understood that you can't go out on loony, loony limbs uh, with policies that you got to have the public behind you and that the public is only going to support, you know, you drifting. So, you know, that much leftward, he was, he was pragmatic and he understood government and he understood the public. He would have been a, a great prime minister. Um, and uh, I didn't, I mean, I didn't support his, his politics in general. I, I never voted for him. Mind you, I never had the opportunity. I never lived in his writing, but uh, I remember years ago when I, I was sent to uh, parliament Hill, by a record company to promote Brock the Vote or whatever, um, he agreed to meet with me on camera and he gave me a uh, sign they'd made uh, with me as an NDP candidate for the Bada Shoe Museum. And I thought that was funny. And uh, at the Much Music Video Awards, I ran into him and his wife, Olivia, and they were just fun people. Um, so uh, I think he would have been a good prime minister. It's, it's unfortunate what happened there. Wait, wait, you went to an award show? The Much Music Video Awards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the MMVAs I was at every year. Uh, well, when I worked at Much Music, because I got that's where I got to interview all the big stars, because they had all the stars there for that awards show. And so I got to interview them because they were there. Um, but you, but you don't like award shows. Well, I didn't. I mean, their awards were bullshit, too. Um, but <laughs> it was the opportunity to interview all those people that yeah. I was interested in. I never paid attention to who won what. It wasn't, it wasn't my issue. But I got a chance, all those people under one roof, I could get them all, you know, in one one evening. And that, some of my best stuff I got during uh, MMVAs. So it was fun. And, I mean, they don't do them anymore. They uh, they ruined it, and they turned it into the iHeartRadio Music yeah. Awards, and then they just abandoned it. Um, because, you know what, they, listen, CTV, Bell, they don't know how to do that kind of TV. It's, you know, it, it, it's not their fault. It's just not their. It's just not their skill set. It's not what they were bred for or educated for. And you're better off doing what you actually know than half-assing something that you don't understand. So I get why they've made decisions that they've made. I got no. I got no issue with with that. Um, they came in. They took over much music. They didn't know how to how to run it. Uh, unfortunately, they fired all the people who did. Um, and. Um, so they, you know, they, they make it into a model that they understand. 
that they know how to make money with. And I get that. It's a business, you know? Definitely. Um, I, I, uh, I wanted to say something about your politics there. I never thought I'd be taking pol- political lessons from a stock. So that's. <laughs> well, uh, well, it may, it, maybe it's time you did. Uh, Denny <laughs> Devereaux got the clap at the <laughs> MMVAs in 1999. <laughs> did he actually, Denny, were you, like, did that happen at the actual awards ceremony? Like, did you hook up, you know, in the, the, the Chum building or the parking lot? This is, this is curious. Um, yeah, yeah. Did you see in Calgary there a couple of years ago? Maybe he was uh, the stampede, the stampede guy with a with that girl. Maybe that was him at uh, the MMVAs. Well, I mean, if he's had the clap since 1999, <laughs> I mean, get some penicillin, okay? It's it's been around since the early 20 or mid 20th century. Um, so Denny lived in Ontario. Okay, let's hear it, Denny. Let's hear it. Let's read. Yeah, it. story time, Denny. Let's do it, buddy. Let's hear it, um, and then and then I gotta go. But uh, let's hear it. Did did you ever ever make it onto uh, video on trial? I did. I was on it once. Um, I actually created that show. No, um, you didn't. I did. Um, when I was still doing fromage, I proposed yep. a show called Video Court. Yeah. Um, and they said no. And then they asked me to do fromage every month. I said you can't do you do the Academy Awards every month? Like I said, you know, we would have wound up making fun of videos <laughs> that didn't deserve it just because we had to pad out the time. And because uh, this is this is back when, I mean, by then it was run by morons, the channel. Um, the people who told me that, uh, the woman who ran it said, uh, our viewers are stupid and just want shit, so we're just going to give them shit. And <laughs> they determined that the viewers were so stupid, they couldn't remember anything that happened more than three months ago. So don't mention anything that happened more than three months ago. And I was doing like historical stuff and getting huge ratings. These guys are morons. Um, but uh, uh, what was I saying? What were you asking me again? Uh, just about uh, video on trial. And, oh, yeah. So, yeah. so after I wouldn't do Fromage every month, they launched video on trial. And the thing about Fromage, it was me. It was Leanna Kay who uh, produced the whole thing. Um, yep. It wasn't for her. It would never have happened. Uh, we had uh, one uh, assistant star uh, who worked with us. It was three of us, okay? Um, and uh, the video on trial, each episode had like three producers and shit like that and took weeks to make. Um, they didn't know how to do anything properly back then. All right, so just back to Denny's story. Just hooked up with an unsavory woman under the chum truck coming out of the side, side of the building. What, you just had sex right then and there? I'm calling bullshit. This sounds like <laughs> this sounds like bullshit. Pick pictures or it didn't happen. We want, well, we back want in those pictures. days, in 99, you didn't have the, 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 the cell phone cameras. You had those no. disposable cameras who took shitty pictures. Um, but no, I, I, Denis, I'm sorry. This is, this is not a, uh, a, a true story. This is no Dear words. Penthouse Forum. This is nonsense. Um, all right. So uh, Dick Frost. Um, I gotta get going. I have two questions. Just two more. All right, questions. two questions. Do you remember what the one, what the cheesiest video you ever had on Fromage was? No, you know it's very hard to pick the cheesiest. Uh, people usually said um, "Living the Book of My Life" by a guy named Philip Michael Thomas, who uh, was on a TV show called Miami Vice that was popular in the eighties. And he did an album and a music video, and it was terrible. Um, but I mean, there were uh, remember we there was like fifty uh, videos per show. I can't possibly remember them all. No, hundred um, percent. Yeah. And what else? Okay, so I wanted to know because it's been what Jesus twenty years. Um, how do you still have hair, dude? Because like I had the kind of hair you had when when I was first started watching you, and here we go, bud. Well, it's genetics. Uh, uh, you get your you your you get your hair genes from your mother's father. So if your mother's father was bald, you wind up like you. Uh, but obviously that isn't the case with me. <laughs> so, so you have good genes in your socks. Well, I mean, I obviously I have DNA. Everything has DNA. And, oh, you know, I, uh, and, uh, you and what's his DNA. name? Uh, Denis Devereaux claims that he uh, shared some DNA under the uh, truck coming out of the wall in the 99 MMVAs, but he's a liar. Um, 
Creed. Okay, Creed is Creed is terrible. <laughs> yes, Creed is terrible. Uh, I bet. You, Benjamin. I uh, bet you. I bet you have a lot of DNA in that sock. All right, it's been nice talking to you, Dick Frost. <laughs> you should see the socks in my camp room. Uh, okay, this is going back to the crap about your mother and her <laughs> genitals and things like we've, that. We've come full circle, bud. Yeah. All right. Uh, so all right. again, follow me on Twitter at Ed the Sock, TikTok and Instagram Ed underscore the underscore Sock. I do a video twice a week. It's under ninety seconds with uh, Tarzan Dan. If you remember Dan, the uh, yep. the radio DJ, also a very popular host of YTV's Hit List. He lives down the road from me, actually. Uh, I was talking to him the other day, uh, hoping to get him on my podcast. He's not interested, though. He's not interested. No. Well, okay, Dan's Dan's there's there's shit going yeah. on with Dan right now. He's also a very busy guy, so you know. Yeah, I, I, get, it, I get there's it. There's a lot going on. Try him again. In uh, when you hear about his next gig, because um, he's he's working on that right now. He's working on some deals. Try him again then. All right. All right. Um, but right now, right now, he's got so much shit on his plate. But anyway, um, we do this uh, video called News Nobody Needs. It's sort yeah. of news about pop culture and music. Runs under 90 seconds. You find that on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, um, and on Facebook. So that's where I am. So go find me. And again, I recommend the show It's Not Therapy, uh, Leanna Kay's uh, show, uh, Practical Advice for How to Deal with Day-to-Day -day Challenges. Um, you know, the things we all face, the, the anxieties, the pressures, the shitty workplace, the crappy friends, the trouble with parents, shit like that. How um, to gender get, issues, all the other dissed, stuff. Getting dissed by a sock. No, that, that hasn't come up. Um, so, uh, all right. Uh, uh, good talking to you there, uh, Dick Frost. And, Thanks, uh, buddy. And uh, we will uh, maybe talk again. All right, bud. Thanks for coming on. And everyone that's uh, been watching here tonight, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. And uh, you guys stay frosty. See you later.